We love liars on this show, and for the last two months, we've been delighted by a constant stream of news coming out about George Santos, the prolific liar who managed to lie himself into a seat in the U.S. Congress, and who continues to lie as more and more of his lies completely unravel. Yeah. It's, uh, so lies within lies I, within lies. It's I, a Russian nesting doll of lies. I did see a great uh, 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 thing this week where uh, at a drag show, they were someone was dressed up as George Santos, yeah. and it got a big round of applause for, by everyone in the crowd. Yeah, they're going to be getting some mileage out of that uh-huh. in the drag community for quite a while. But not in Tennessee. No, that is a crime. Yes. But yeah, last week's interview with Piers Morgan was an absolute masterclass in doubling down on lies that literally no one believes. Mm-hmm. Just for the heck of it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, this week we don't have any new George Santos lies, but we do have some news about him potentially facing some repercussions, maybe some consequences. We'll maybe, see. Yeah. Here's the AP. The House Ethics Committee announced Thursday it is launching an investigation into embattled Republican Representative George Santos, the New York congressman whose lies and embellishments about his resume and personal life have drawn deep scrutiny. The investigation appears to be far-reaching. It seeks to determine whether Santos may have engaged in unlawful activity with respect to his 2022 congressional campaign, among other actions, the committee said in a statement. The panel will also investigate whether Santos failed to properly disclose required information on statements filed with the House, violated federal conflict of interest laws in connection with his role in a firm providing fiduciary services, and or engaged in sexual misconduct towards an individual seeking employment in his congressional office, the statement said. Well, this ethics inquiry has everything. It has it all. So, but it's worth remembering that the U.S. House of Representatives is currently controlled by the Republican Party, which George Santos is a member of. And their majority is pretty narrow and not exactly unified, as we saw with the uh, House Speaker thing. The unconfirmation the yeah. of Kevin McCarthy. So, as Speaker Kevin McCarthy has already demonstrated, they, they don't really care that there's a liar in their midst, as long as he brings those votes. Uh, expulsion from Congress is technically possible as a result of all this, but don't count on it. Uh, it's only happened five times, and never for anything that happened before a uh, House member took office. Also, it would make the Republicans look bad, and they are not going to let that happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna issue a, a firmly worded statement being we don't like what he did, but, but he can but he can stay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what is exciting here, though, is that a congressional panel will be digging through George Santos's dirt and will hopefully uncover even more hilariously dishonest behavior for us to enjoy and report on. So we look forward to that. Also, I mean, Congress probably not going to do anything to him, but they may and I would guess probably will find evidence of crimes that mm, the Federal Elections Commission DOJ, various other agencies might uh, take an interest in and then, uh, you know, follow up on. And there's always, you know, the uh, constantly uh, happening new lies. Yeah. That uh, will be happening over, what is it, the next two years or so? Right. So we have that to look forward to as well. Is he going to run for president? If and... he keeps lying, then the ethics committee, they're just going to be like, well, we can't handle all yeah. these lies. Fire hose of lies. Yeah. yeah but he, he'll be our next president because he'll be like, oh, the thing about me being born in Brazil? That was, that, of, that was the lie. That was one of my lies. The long con. So. Yeah, I saw on my on my phone yesterday, I got two notifications. One was, George Santos is under investigation by the House Ethics Committee. And the next notification from a different publication was, does George Santos have what it takes to be the next president? Uh, I think he's he's definitely stolen enough dogs 
from the Amish to qualify him as president of the United States. He needs States. that picture of him holding up the dog by the ears. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but meanwhile, we do have some other liars to talk about today. And this story is actually an update to something we covered way back in October of 2021. Aussie Media. We'll put a link on screen here if you need to refresh your memory about what Aussie Media even is. But clearly, you know what Aussie Media is. They're one of the most successful media brands generating millions of views, impressions, and page views across all forms of media. Yeah, they're inescapable. You can't click on a link without Aussie Media popping up. Yeah, you got Netflix, you got HBO Max, and uh -huh. then you got Aussie Media. They're suing South Park too, probably. Yeah, Who probably. knows? Uh, at least that is how Aussie Media was pitching itself to investors and advertisers, that they were, in fact, the biggest and yeah. the best. It would be pretty silly to lie about that sort of thing. In fact, it would be fraudulent to lie about that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, it was. It was fraud. And <laughs> they did some fraud. Yeah. They did some very bold fraud. Mm -hmm. like, we see fraud all the time. So, you know, this country loves fraud. But these guys did fraud on a level that is really hard to wrap your head around. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's one of those crimes where it's like, what, is, what was the end game here? Uh, just floating a fake company with tons of money. And the thing is, is like they did produce some content. It was just that sure. they, they uh, wildly inflated everything that they were doing to the point where people were investing millions upon millions of dollars into nothing. Yeah. So yeah, Aussie Media was a company co-founded in 2013 by former CNN and MSNBC reporter Carlos Watson, along with a guy named Samir Rao. It started off as a digital magazine, but very quickly fundraised tens of millions of dollars from investors and nonprofits with the goal of producing TV shows, documentaries, podcasts, online videos, and so on. Just a, a big tent brand. And Ozzy did, in fact, manage to produce a few shows, one of which even won an Emmy, but it never really seemed like the kind of success that justified how much money investors were continually pumping into this operation. Mm -hmm. uh, for one thing, if Ozzy was so successful, why had no one outside of Ozzy's own circles ever even heard about them? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If the timing was bad. If they had timed all of this hype and investment uh, to coincide with the downfall of Facebook media's empire, then they could have been like, oh, they yeah. they turned the algorithm to a different direction. Dang, and, oh, Mark Zuckerberg got us again. Butterfingers. Well, sorry, all your money's gone, yeah. but it's not our fault. But it, back to the story. In 2017, the first sign that Aussie Media was selling investors a lie came via a BuzzFeed news report that found that Aussie was inflating its page views with fake traffic that they'd purchased, along with other shady tricks to generate fake page views to show investors how popular their content was. In the meantime, anyone who simply glanced at Aussie's YouTube page would have noticed that their videos were getting less than 100 views, and sometimes as low as single digits. Like... Months after being uploaded. The people like who created people the content weren't even watching it. Yeah. And also, like, and this is a tactic that people in the YouTube space use, they could have just sold their content on YouTube as advertisements on so other YouTube videos. They did that, and it was, but, like, they were uploading prolifically. Like, they it, would uploading, like it would have cost them so much money so to do that. So when you scrolled through their uploads, it was like every video was, like, a couple dozen views, and there'd be one that had, like, 100,000 views, but, like, mm -hmm. zero comments. And yeah. it was like, clearly they were running those ones as ads. There's a tactic you got to do. You turn the comments off. You're like, wow, things got wild. We had to turn the comments off. We're really, uh, we really kicked off a, a heated <laughs> discussion with this content of ours. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyways, it's like, it's crazy that the people that made it and the people that were running the company didn't even watch some of the stuff they were doing yeah. on their own. But they were still touting these like huge view counts being like, oh, we haven't really caught on with YouTube 
yet, except in these very successful videos right here. Uh, but people are going to Aussie.com and watching these. Like, oh, it's millions, always the proprietary millions. website. You wouldn't yes. believe. Yes. So yeah, another cool thing that they did is buy billboards in cities across the U.S. advertising the Carlos Watson show as Amazon's first talk show. Hmm. When, in fact, Ozzy was just using Amazon's publicly available upload function to upload their episodes the same way that anyone could upload literally anything. Mm -hmm. I don't think they have that anymore. But yeah, for a while, you could use Amazon Prime Video as YouTube. Okay. And then they stopped doing it because I don't think anyone's actually watching anything on that. Never even knew it existed. So uh, bravo to Amazon's marketing team. That's what they were doing. They were getting dozens of views and spending... uh, tens of thousands of uh, dollars on billboards everywhere. Like, you're going to want to check out this Carlos Watson show on Amazon Prime. Wow. uh, Getting that Bezos money, huh? Mm -hmm. And apparently everyone who worked on that show uh, did so under the impression that it was being produced in partnership with A&E to actually air on TV in primetime when, of course, no such deal existed. Now, it wasn't until October 2021, though, that it became abundantly clear that Ozzy was basically a giant scam. And the way it happened was hilarious. Ozzy was on a conference call with Goldman Sachs uh, to solicit some funding. And to demonstrate just how successful their brand was, they had a top YouTube executive jump on the call to reassure Goldman Sachs that Ozzy was one of the hottest brands on the platform. You're going to want to invest. Your returns are going to be incredible. It's it, not weird at all that YouTube would get on the phone for yeah. someone else and be like, you should definitely invest in this We don't normally company. do this, but I got to vouch. Got to vouch <laughs> for my boys here. No one's done what they're doing. It's, it's honestly, it's amazing. Everything these Ozzy boys touch turns to gold. Yeah, except later when Goldman Sachs followed up with that YouTube executive, they had no idea what they were talking about and said that they hadn't been on any conference call. Yeah, it's, it's, for the, the email chain leading to the conference call, they made a fake email address for this real YouTube executive. Yeah. But because other people know each other and have professional connections outside of your email chain, uh, the Goldman people, they, they just emailed the actual email address for the YouTube executive. Like, hey, great meeting. I uh, just... Wondering if we could follow up with some more, like, metrics on Aussie media. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. What do you mean? Luckily, they did the bare minimum, which is just dig a little bit deeper into these claims, which a lot of people, clearly, uh, by the people who got ripped off, did not do at all. Yeah, due diligence. Uh, You know, it might not seem like much, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it turns out Aussie media co-founder Samir Rao had impersonated that YouTube executive, uh, possibly using some sort of voice modulator to do so. If only they had waited till AI-powered voice modulation. Then they could have uh, yeah, been, hey, this is works. Joe Biden. This is, this is President Joe hey, Biden. Uh, I love Aussie media. Back in Scranton, we spoke. We smoke mids. We love seeds and stems. <laughs> I love all the video games, yeah. ones between him and uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, and then afterward, after all this happened, um, Carlos Watson was like, oh, Samir was having a, a, a psychotic thing. Like, we're all worried about him, so... But no, it actually turned out that Carlos had been, like, feeding him lines. If you care about the mental health crisis in this country, you will let us scam unabated. It's pretty ableist of you to say that we tried to scam Goldman Sachs into investing in He was having a psychotic break. (laughs) What kind of company are you? You don't care? Uh, So, yeah, it it is kind of bold. Uh, It's also easily refutable and a high-risk lying scenario. And we love those types of scenarios. Yeah, it's exactly, it's my kind of shit. This is, um, (laughs) yeah. 
It's yeah. It's uh, it's very very high risk, very bold. This is what Malachi Love Robinson would be doing if he had an interest in uh, mass media instead of medicine. He walked so Ozzy Media could run. Yeah. Uh, but by high risk, high risk, we mean that Ozzy Media literally committed fraud here. <laughs> yeah. By the way, and in being caught doing it, they not only opened themselves up to criminal charges, but also to investigation of any other fraudulent activities they may have been up to. Oh, I wonder if there's any of those. And yes, <laughs> if you could believe it, there was more fraud to uncover. Here's the New York Times. Carlos Watson, the founder of the troubled digital startup Aussie Media, was arrested on Thursday and charged with multiple counts of fraud, punctuating one of the more precipitous falls in the annals of online journalism. Mr. Watson, 53, engaged in a scheme to defraud Aussie's potential investors, potential acquirers, lenders, and potential lenders by misrepresenting the company's audience numbers and financial results, prosecutors for the Eastern District of New York said in a court document dated Wednesday. It continues... He was arrested by the FBI at a hotel in Midtown Manhattan early Thursday morning and arraigned in federal court in Brooklyn on Thursday afternoon. In addition to the fraud charges, prosecutors also charged him with aggravated identity theft. Uh, He pleaded not guilty to all counts and was released after posting a $1 million bond. Mr. Watson's arrest came the same month as Samir Rao, 36, Ozzy's former chief operating officer, and Susie Hahn, 29, Ozzy's former chief of staff, pleaded guilty to fraud charges according to court documents. Shortly after Mr. Watson's arrest and the guilty pleas, the Securities and Exchange Commission charged Aussie Media, Mr. Watson, Mr. Rao, and Ms. Han with defrauding investors of about $50 million. Uh, Mr. Rao and Ms. Han have settled the SEC civil case against them. But Carlos, he's going to fight this. Yeah. The best thing to do when two of your co-conspirators have already copped a plea is to go down fighting. That's always the smart thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, here's a Department of Justice press release summing up the case against Aussie Media, and it is quite a case. Between approximately 2018 and 2021, Watson and his co-conspirators, including Rao and Han, orchestrated a scheme to defraud investors in and lenders to Aussie of tens of millions of dollars through fraudulent misrepresentations and omissions about key aspects of Aussie's business, including Aussie's financial results, debts, and audience size. In addition, Watson and his co-conspirators lied to prospective investors about who else might be investing in Aussie, the existence and size of acquisition offers received by Aussie, the existence and timing of Series C and Series D financing rounds by Aussie, and the existence and terms of Aussie's business contracts, going so far as to direct Aussie employees to create fake contracts with forged signatures to provide in due diligence. On multiple occasions, when faced with questions from lenders or potential investors, Watson and his co-conspirators assumed the identities of and impersonated actual media company executives to cover up their prior fraudulent misrepresentations. And the actual indictment goes into so much detail about the way these Aussie people were just casually committing fraud and openly discussing it in text and email conversations. Probably the best example of this is it's a part of the indictment about Aussie trying to secure a bank loan, with the bank only agreeing to make the loan once Aussie had signed a contract to produce a second season of a TV show they made to show that they did have money coming in. Yeah, this is uh, when you want get a loan from a bank, especially, you know. Oh, you got uh, money coming in still? Uh, yeah. Just, was it a flash in the pan, or do you have something else planned? Right. Uh, but instead of waiting to get that contract, Carlos Watson told Ozzy's CFO to just go ahead and forge a contract, described in the indictment as having false terms that were unrealistically favorable for Ozzy, and send that to the bank with forged signatures so they could get the loan. The CFO refused, so co-founder Samir Rao just went ahead and did it himself. <laughs> Wow. From the indictment, Rao sent the fake contract to Bank Lender One on or about December 30th, 2019, and copied the then CFO of Aussie. 
This fake contract contained numerous favorable terms for Ozzy, including terms regarding the number of episodes and the contributions of Cable Network One to the production budget and a forged signature of Cable Network One's representative. Uh, they ordered a million episodes and they're giving us a million dollars each. So, I mean, you, you give us the money, you're going to get back with interest, no problem. Mm -hmm. Later that same day, after receiving the email with the fake contract, the then-CFO emailed the defendant, Carlos Watson, and Rao to say that she was resigning effective immediately. She explained, quote, This is illegal. This is fraud. This is forging someone's signature with the intent of getting an advance from a publicly traded bank. She continued, To be crystal clear, what you see as a measured risk, I see as a felony. Did either of you, Carlos, when you asked me to put together a contract, and or Samir when you sent the email, have any idea, or did it even occur to you to care, that I could go to jail for forgery and bank fraud? Actually, that was the plan. Yeah, we were hoping you'd take the fall. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we gotta imagine it's pretty rare that the DOJ comes across evidence in the course of its investigations of suspects being explicitly told via email that what they are doing is a crime, and then still just doing it anyway. But... That's what they did. And remember how the DOJ press release said they'd impersonated media executives on multiple occasions, implying that the incident with Goldman Sachs and YouTube wasn't isolated? Well, they did that again with the, this bank that they were trying to get a loan from. Uh, so let's go back to the indictment. As these discussions continued, Bank Lender One asked to speak to a representative of Cable Network One. Uh-oh. Because Watson and Rao had misrepresented the status of the relationship between Aussie and Cable Network One and had sent Bank Lender One a fake contract, Watson and Rao agreed that Rao should impersonate an actual executive from Cable Network One, Identity Theft Victim One, an individual whose identity is known to the grand jury in communications with Bank Lender One. On February 13th, 2020, with Watson's approval, Rao created a fake email address in the name of Identity Theft Victim 1, which he used to communicate with representatives of Bank Lender 1 about the potential loan. Due in part to the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, Bank Lender 1 ultimately did not lend Ozzy any money. Uh, I haven't looked into it, but I would, I would bet that they got a significant amount of PPP loan money. Oh, shit. Ricky is correct. Aussie Media did in fact take out $5,750,295 in PPP loans. Yeah. Oh, we got all these employees. We got, here's their, all their names. And it's the same list of names as the baseball players that the Japanese had to come yeah. up with for Americans. Todd Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> these, all, these employees need to survive. Please give us the PPP loan money. I, I would not be surprised. Oh, they absolutely, yeah. So imagine yeah. doing all that fraud and still not even getting paid. You know, you miss... 100% of the frauds you don't attempt. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's an investor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah we, got, we got Wayne on the phone right now, actually. Hey, it's me, famous hey, hockey player Wayne Gretzky. You know what I'd like to say to the investors? Well, you know, you miss 100% of the investments that you don't make. So, <laughs> hey, that's, it sounds like Wayne. <laughs> great. Uh, so even when it did work, it seems to have only served to keep Aussie media treading water financially until they could secure their next fraudulent loan. And where did all the money go? Uh, well, I assume these guys were living well, but yeah, it's like $50 million is a lot of money, and like, what happened to it? Was that all just on Carlos Watson billboards? I mean, it ha yes, advertising and then buying the fake views that prop up the company, and, and production does cost a lot of money, but I'm sure that they were doing some very lavish living oh, on the side. Yeah, no, yeah. they were living high on the hog. Yeah. The, I mean... You don't understand, I need this private jet, because we're such a big company that it is dangerous for me to fly with the public. 
Yeah, and I, I'm, if you're looking at this and being like, I could do this too, well, sorry, this kind of thing only happens during boom periods. You're not going to see another <laughs> not sc- anymore. Not going to see another scam like this for like at least five years. In fact, all of the media companies that like <laughs> technically weren't scams but still were maybe yeah. fudging some numbers have been falling by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in addition to the criminal charges against Watson that could land him in prison for up to 37 years, the SEC has also charged Aussie's executives with $50 million worth of fraud. It seems like slam dunk cases for the DOJ and SEC, but Carlos Watson remains ever confident. But don't call him a confidence man. Uh, <laughs> he wrote on Twitter after being arrested and bailed out, I am deeply disappointed by the government's actions yesterday. I am not now and never have been a con man. I am and have been a hardworking entrepreneur who has helped build a special company from scratch. Bro, the indictment's right there. Anyone can read it. Also, I, I, we, I, I think we touched on this in the previous episode, but we should, uh, you know, you know, reference it again because at one point I believe that uh, Ozzy Osbourne and his wife uh, so Oz- threatened oh, to God. sue because of the name uh, yeah, confusion. Yeah, so that's that's a whole fucking uh, side quest to all this. Is Ozzy Media? They started this festival. They called it Aussie Fest, which any fucking in-house lawyer would have said, don't call it that because yes. there's already OzFest. But they did it anyway. Um, Aussie Fest got canceled at the last minute due to a heat wave in New York. But everyone who worked on it said it was like it was on a trajectory to become the next Firefest. Mm-hmm. And it would have also totally blown their cover because no one was going to show up. Like, yeah, their, exactly. Their yes. ticket sales were like abysmal. abysmal. They rented out like a giant part of the park. But yeah, so uh, the Osbournes sued. And uh, I guess there was like some, they settled it out of court. There and was an Watson, ex- he offered them stock in Aussie, which Sharon Osborne very wisely said, fuck you, absolutely not. But then he went on later to tell the story as, so yeah, we had a little legal dispute with the, the Ozzy Osborne and Sharon Osborne, but you know, after we talked it out, and they're even investors now. Yeah, because like, he was claiming, like, even though it wasn't, that part wasn't even true. It was like the thread of truth through lies of being like, yeah. well, we gave them some stock in the company, so technically they are investors. Yeah, and that's that's how you can tell this man is... Uh, he, he, He's got a silver tongue. He, yeah, he really does. Yeah, uh, but uh, it only lasts so long. And, uh, well, it all came crashing down. Yeah. Anyways, the levels of scammery that Aussie media was able to achieve is only really possible if you've already got connections with people with deep pockets and very shallow amounts of due diligence. It's not for everyone. Which is not surprising, though, in the media space either. Right. Yeah. Uh, For the rest of us, though, it takes getting your hands a little bit dirty. And in the case of a city employee in a town in Massachusetts, his hands got dirty uh, by setting up a crypto mining operation in the crawl space of a local public school, which discreetly siphoned off $18,000 worth of free electricity. Hey, work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Uh, Here's ABC News. According to the Cohasset Police Department, the director of facilities for the Cohasset Middle Slash High School called the police in December 2021 after noticing out-of-place electrical wires, computers, and temporary ductwork. With the assistance of the town's IT director, detectives located a cryptocurrency mining operation connected to the school's electrical system in a crawl space. After discovering the unauthorized mining setup, the Cohasset Police Department contacted the Coast Guard Investigative Service and the Department of Homeland Security to remove the computer and conduct a forensic examination. I mean, yeah, at first glance, like, is that a bomb? Yeah, I mean... Real hot down here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyways, this mining operation was discovered at the end of 2021, and this guy's only now finally being prosecuted for it. It's unclear how long it was running, but any coins that were mined in that that last couple of months lost half their value within six months. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be interesting to see how much he actually even made off of this, but we have 
no clue. Uh, any crypto weirdos who are watching, please look at this photo of the mining rig and uh, let us know how much money per month this guy would have actually been pulling in circa late 2021 while using $18,000 worth of free electricity. I'm sure it was, I mean, it's, hey baby, that's passive income. Yeah. Because he's not like really doing anything. He just hide it in a school crawl space. Right. But I find it hard to believe that he made more like maybe like $30,000. It's like, it's not enough to justify uh, like the level of crime that you commit yeah. by stealing electricity from the local government. I would be uh, interested in seeing how many like if they were able to be made smaller, how many crypto rigs would be on like light poles in San Francisco where they yeah. have like the uh, you could tie into the electrical circuit down below. Just, yeah. just jam it up in there. I mean, this shit's so worthless now that hardly anyone's <laughs> even mining anymore, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also, this guy's salary data is publicly available. He was working a government job making more than $77,000 a year. He had it made. Which, according to GovSalaries.com, is 179% higher than the median salary in the town of Coaset. He could have kept on coasting and probably retired with a decent pension. But he got that crypto fever. And instead of just ruining his finances like everyone else, he's most likely heading to prison. So. Really fumbled the bag there. Also, like the Aussie media people working in actual traditional media and being like, nah, nah, I can, I can, I can do better than this. Yeah. Um, like this Carlos Watson guy, back to that. Like he, again, another guy who was pretty much set for life. You do reach a certain level where he was like, he's on corporate boards, uh, you know, appearance fees. Like he, but what, what if I can have a little more? You reach that level of like uh, expertise where that in itself is, Great form of passive income. You can live off that pretty damn well. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, fumbled the bag. Needed more. Greed. American greed. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite shows. Yeah. Uh, moving on now, though. Uh, what's what's in your bag? If you're Hillary Clinton, the answer is, of course, hot sauce. But speaking of mummies, <laughs> some dude in Peru recently had his bag searched by police, and what they discovered he'd been carrying around with him was, in fact, human remains. It sounds like some serial killer shit, but unless this man is some sort of ageless immortal, he is innocent of murder because the body he was lugging around turns out to be several hundred years old. Confused? Well, here's the BBC. Police in Peru made a surprise discovery when they searched a delivery man who came to their attention for acting drunk at an archaeological site in Puno. Inside his cooler bag was an ancient mummy. The man said that he had been sharing his room with the bandaged mummy and considered it a kind of spiritual girlfriend. Ugh. He had put the remains in the bag to show them off to his friends, he said. He explained that he kept Juanita, as he had nicknamed the mummy, in a box in his room next to the TV. <laughs> he added that it was owned by his father without specifying how it had come into his father's possession. Experts said the body was between 600 and 800 years old and that it was that of an adult male rather than a woman, as the man who was discovered with it had assumed. He's probably very upset. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the guy even claimed that he sleeps with the mummy, so it's got to be embarrassing. I mean, this dude probably saw himself as just a perfectly normal guy with an emotional support mummified girlfriend, like we all have. But now, everyone's going to think he's gay. Oh, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Anyway, there's uh, still a lot of questions here, like, how did his dad end up with the mummy? Was this mummy passed down through the generations like some sort of family heir heirloom? Were they all emotionally and romantically attached to this male mummy? Uh, Peru is full of mummies. Are, are there any other emotional support mummies being lugged around in duffel bags? Is this a weekend at Bernie's situation? Except Bernie is every, hundreds of years old. Every Peruvian family has got their, uh, got their mummy. 
Look, I'm not judging. They're like Funko Pops down there. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to the landfill. Where they belong. Uh, in any case, weird as, as weird as this is, it's still less weird than the popular European trend of eating Egyptian mummies as medicine up until the early 20th century. So, again, who are we to judge? Yeah, people have just always been weird about mummies. People were eating them. Uh, painters were grinding them up and using them as a pigment. The French uh, were making beautiful works of art out of them. They were, uh, they'd have parties where like rich people would buy a mummy. And they'd have unwrapping parties where they opened it yes. up like a gift. Like, ooh, let's see what this 20,000-year-old or 2,000-year-old body uh, looks like. We'll make a day out of it. So, emotional support mummy, whatever. Yeah. Pretty normal. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got one. Yeah. Oh, the skeletons in my closet? Yeah. Yeah. They're real. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Anyway, before we move out of the headlines half of the show, this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. We both take AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it solves the very annoying problem of getting all the vitamins and minerals your body needs without having to buy a bunch of different supplement pills that you have to remember to take every morning. I'm on AG1 right now. Mm. AG1 is just one scoop of powder in water and it tastes great and makes you feel good. It can be hard to know where to even start with supplements or who to trust, but AG1 makes that so much easier. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind, making it easy to cover your nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients which support your immune system, digestion, mood, energy, and even your hair, skin, and fingernails. AG1 has quickly become just as important as that first cup of coffee. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com weird. That is athleticgreens.com weird. Check it out. This episode is also sponsored by Native. Another thing that I am, I'm wearing my native right I'm, now. I'm natived up. Mmm, yeah. cedarwood. Yeah. When it comes to personal hygiene, who has time to read that long list of ingredients on the back of the bottle? Some ingredients I can't even pronounce. And if you're like me and you, and you care about what goes on in your body, then it's time to try native personal care products like we did. Every native product is thoughtfully formulated to keep you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. I put it on this morning and I still smell great. If you could scratch the screen, you'd be impressed. You know Native for their aluminum-free deodorant. Native keeps their ingredients list bare naked, with ingredients you can understand, like coconut oil, shea butter, and baking soda. Native deodorant checks a lot of boxes, 72-hour odor protection, naturally derived ingredients, and a smooth, residue-free application. Native also offers a variety of scents, with new and limited edition scents being released all the time. When you use Native, you will smell amazing all day long, thanks to their long-lasting scents. You want to smell spicy and woodsy, or clean and fresh. Native has a scent option for everyone, including their limited edition cabin collection of warm cider and cinnamon, cashmere and rain, toasted marshmallow and vanilla, and wildwood and cardamom. I like that cider and cinnamon one. It smells like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it smells good. And uh, also, they do offer uh, paper packaging on some of their deodorants, which is, again, if you want to help uh, not use plastics all the time, they have the options available, which yeah. is great. Now's the time to make the switch from an antiperspirant to Native. When you visit their site, you can discover all their fresh scents and maybe even try out one of their body washes while you're at it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, big fan of these. The smell, you hear about these scents, you're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to smell like a candy shop all day, but it's actually, it's quite subtle and tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone goes, mmm. Yeah. yeah. They want to eat you up. Smell and feel fresh this year with Native. Get 20% off your first order by going to nativedo.com slash weird or use promo code weird at checkout. That is nativedo.com slash weird or use promo code weird at checkout for 20% off your first order. Smell like us, which is surprisingly good. 
Smell like me. <laughs> hey, kid. Smell like me. <laughs> Toss the native. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the weirdest, wildest headlines from around the world this week, starting with Florida bill would require bloggers who write about governor to register with the state. Totally normal free society shit we got going on here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and you this... want to blog about the governor? Well, we're, we are going to put you on a list. And it specifically mentions uh, uh, being critical of the governor. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Meatball DeSantis or whatever he's called now. Yeah. Well, yeah. you better register. Yeah, true. Uh, does it say vlogger? Um, they I don't should know. they should add that to it they so we should. get in trouble too. I'll never be able to go home, which is fine yeah. by me. Uh, but uh, could you imagine like I show up at like the Tampa airport and they're like, "All right, you're detained." Yeah, because you know I don't think there's criminal penalties, but it is. Uh, it's a financial penalty. Yeah, uh, this follows the report of uh, the uh, people can just sue whoever they want if they're critical of each other. Yeah. Really uh, exciting, innovative things happening down in America's dick. Uh, also, like the weird. Uh, so, uh, DeSantis did take over Reedy Creek, the the Disney. Uh, yeah. The, the facilities that run like the fire department and the water treatment and all that stuff, but <laughs> they basically took all of the power away anyway because they realized that they would cost the local taxpayers billions of dollars, yeah. uh, which would make them look bad. So they took all of that away. So it essentially changes nothing except they installed a bunch of literal fucking psychos to the board of directors, like straight up Christian nationalists, oh, cool, uh, cool, to cool. just gum up the works anytime Disney decides to take a social stance on anytime anything. Anytime Disney gets a little too woke. Yeah. But uh, this also follows, this follows uh, a $500 million uh, tax break that DeSantis gave to Disney yeah. to do the development for their employees in Florida. And of course, they're not going to take that away because they do want people moving there, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is just like total political theater, at least so far, because on one hand, DeSantis is giving Disney $500 million to get more people to move there, uh, their employees. And on the other hand is like, ha, there's a new sheriff in town. Yeah. I'm going to hold Disney's feet to the flames. It's it's all just performative bullshit. This is all so that they bring back the Song of the South Splash Mountain instead of wokifying it with uh, the Princess and the Frog. Yes, and uh, they're bringing the horrors back uh, to That's uh, right. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. We're seeing full penetration on Pirates of the Caribbean. It is funny, though, that like it, it really seems like Disney rushed, rushed to finish a bunch of projects before this. Yeah. So... Uh, We'll see. But speaking of Florida, yeah, Florida Republican pitches bill to eliminate the Florida Democratic Party. <laughs> Just get rid. Another. Uh, we love living in a free society, don't we, folks? Where we ban political parties we don't like. The wording uh, in this is. Uh, it's uh, very clever. It, it's uh, <laughs> sorry. The Democratic Party has been canceled. Yeah, it's called the bill's called like the ultimate cancellation or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the it, it's actually very cleverly designed. They're like they don't call the Democrats out by name in the bill. I don't think this is going to pass, even if no, it's just a, it's but, a proposed bill. Uh, but like, yeah, the bill is like, well, this would ban any political party that has ever officially supported slavery, which I mean, yeah, if you go back 160 years. Yeah, yeah the, the Democrats were the pro-slavery party. Yeah, uh, everyone Republicans likes to today that. like to bring that up as if it like bears any uh, consequences on today. Yeah, there um, was uh, it was I forget, like eight, late 1800s where there was a massive political shift where basically the party switched sides well, on uh, and nearly every issue that that was after um it was in the mid-century between like fdr and oh, LB, okay, okay fdr and lbj is when uh you know when the government started doing nice things for black people uh suddenly a bunch of uh like a bunch of people who had been lifelong democrats going back generations switched their uh, party 
uh, affiliation to Republican. Mm -hmm. It's just a coincidence, I guess. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very funny. I, I mean, definitely not seen the last of this. It uh, well, he just, just a fun uh, one. DeSantis just came out with a book uh, that is literally, you know, poses the the idea that. He is using Florida as a blueprint for the rest of the country. Oh yeah, and that's yeah. Uh, so get ready for just cool. a lot of a lot of fun times ahead with uh, literal fascism. We love it. Yeah, and I hate using that word because it be it's such like a well, it's almost cringe now because it's been driven into the dirt. Right, but yeah, they're doing like fashy shit, like trying to do like one party rule where it's like illegal to criticize uh, the government. I mean, that's fashy. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You're doing a little bit of fashion. Not just criti not just criticize, but like being unable to participate in democracy. Yeah, yeah. Well, why need why would you need democracy when you have fascism? Or like overriding democracy when like the majority of Florida voters were like, yeah, people who committed felonies and are now out and have served their time should be allowed to vote. And they're like, okay, well, the people have spoken, and all these ex felons go and vote, and the government's like, uh, you've you, committed a crime. <laughs> you have committed a crime. You've committed voter fraud. Go to prison. And yeah, now if you're critical, uh, you have to be on a list and can get sued immediately. And uh, everything is shaping up exactly like Ron DeSantis wants, which is terrifying for anyone living in the state that isn't uh, completely unhinged. We love it. Yeah. Here's something a little more lighthearted. Tom Brady delays Fox Sports job to pursue stand-up comedy, according to report. Man, he is going through it. That that This is the thing, though, is like I... I do get it because when your entire yeah, life, why does and he want to? He just finished playing football. Why does he want to go talk about football for a living? Well, he wants to. He wants to do a little Tom Hardy, uh, Tom Tom Brady rumspringer. He should do some Tom Hardy and do, get into acting really seriously. Well, that's so. The reason he apparently wants to try stand up is because he was in that movie eighty for Brady, yeah, where all those old ladies go and see Tom Brady play at like whatever Super Bowl like four or five years ago, and he acts in that, yeah. And he had never really, like, acted before except in ads. And he's like, oh, I kind of like it. And also, apparently, like, Lily Tomlin and Sally Field, they were very flattering to him. They're like, oh, Tom, you're so good at acting. He's got the hot guy problem of, like, thinking he's just like, good at stuff because people are nice to him. Look, I'll listen to anything Sally Field tells me. I Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still hot. Would. Still got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying is this dude was the best of all time, uh, or is still, at, at, a, at a specific sport, a specific role. And then, not that it's taken away from you, but it is by age. It is taken away from you by age. Yeah. And that has to be a mentally crushing thing to go through. Especially after all retiring the money, and then unretiring and then it was all for nothing. All the money in the world, which he doesn't even have anymore because he lost a, a significant portion of it in the FTX collapse, uh, it, it cannot help you get over that actual mental problem of not being able to do what you've dedicated your entire entire life from childhood to this point so i kind of get like you know what go nuts tom brady do whatever you want as long as it doesn't affect people negatively i want to see what kind of jokes he does what kind of material he's got uh, he's just gonna get a ghostwriter because he's in it for the for the performance i think it'd be really funny if he he if he did gallagher because now yes. now the gallagher smashing footballs but it hits him back in the face because it bounces yeah. back or or if he if he just goes headlong into like it's like, what, do what are comedians up to these days? Like, okay, I'm going to do a, a, a special Tom Tom Brady, uncancelled. <laughs> and just, like, rant about, oh, my God, did you, veering off course here, did you see the, the trailer for Roseanne's uh, new mm -hmm. special airing on Fox Nation exclusively? I heard it from the other room and was just like, It's amazing. Oh. It's so good. She's like, she literally recycled a joke that Ted Cruz already did. Where he's like, my pronouns are kiss my ass. 
it's just that for like an hour. It's well, wild. Uh, maybe she's uh, maybe uh, every Republican is practicing their stand-up routine uh, this weekend because it's CPAC. Oh baby! So uh, there's I'm sure there's gonna be a ton of wonderful clips. Well, there's already some really haunting clips, like the guy who was in charge of the border and during the Trump administration being like, "I don't give a shit if anyone died." I mean, at least he's saying it. He's not hiding who he is. Mask off. Yeah. Uh, moving on though. Houston police to stop using Whataburger order numbers to mark crime scenes. <laughs> I didn't know this was the, you know, like when there's like shell casings and shit on the yeah. ground. The police have those little numbers, but sometimes, you they know, budgets, you know, we, we, we don't have. And there's a, always a Whataburger within yeah, 15 yards. Just steal a bunch of Whataburger little like uh, tents and just put those on the ground. And I, I guess Whataburger doesn't like that. They don't like, they don't <laughs> like pictures of crime scenes being published in the newspaper with their, uh, their logo next to like, you know, Violent hey, crime that's free scenes. advertising, baby. Mm, we don't want people subconsciously associating Whataburger with crime. Yeah, it'd be a crime if uh, if that were to occur. Yeah, we're not Waffle House. Our employees will not fight back. Yeah, take the money. We don't care. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Japan's birth rate plunges to new record low. Politician blames citizens' lack of romantic ability. <laughs> this country's been pussified. Get laid, you fucking virgins. This is like, this is actually what like people like Elon Musk and stuff are scared about. And they're using the data of this to prove that it's like worldwide, like a worldwide problem. I mean, Japan does have a kind of alarmingly low birth rate, mm-hmm. but like. The uh, <laughs> the problem is, uh, I would venture to say, systemic across the board is yeah. uh, when people are one, <laughs> when a majority of people are one paycheck away from financial destitute, uh, not really appealing to uh, bring children into the world. And also, on the other hand, it th- it's not really appealing to bring children into the world when there's a climate apocalypse that is uh, bearing down in just our lifetimes, let alone the lifetimes of someone being born now. So there's a lot of factors at play here. Uh, and yes, the romantic ability is certainly one of them. But uh, at least here in America, I would venture to say that uh, people, have, it's not really... Yeah, there are other factors at play for yeah. sure. But so. um, I'm sure by insulting... The Japanese, the Japanese people, as a shame-based culture, they will finally, you know, call that number they've been putting off. Send yeah. that text. Send those flowers. <sighs> Rick Flair to be the face of cannabis products for erectile dysfunction from Mike Tyson's weed company. Cannabis for Woo! <laughs> erectile dysfunction? Uh, is yeah. that one of the miracle things? That... No, there is like no scientific basis for this, but um, Rick Flair, who is... I, I can never tell if he's like super old or just seems like he is. He's be- definitely because old. he like destroyed his body by wrestling for fifty straight. He's years. definitely very old. But yeah, he's. Uh, I guess he's he's like yeah. Buy the Ric Flair weed and your dick will get hard. These statements not and she'll not like it too. Good. It's like the <laughs> new Genix commercial. She'll be going woo. <laughs> yeah, uh, good good for them. But yeah, there's. Pictures of or videos of Ric Flair and Mike Tyson sharing blunts. Fucking surreal. I miss when weed was illegal. <laughs> it was a lot cooler back then. Uh, but, you know, as far as uh, continuing a financial income after a debilitating sports career, good for anyone who can make it work. Yeah. I think he's had like multiple like joints replaced. Like, yeah. It's, I'm it's sure a miracle he's Aside alive. from the effect it has on the genitalia. I'm sure that it does actually help soothe the pain in his joints. Yeah, that's why he started taking it. Like, <laughs> yeah, can you imagine like yeah, the, maybe it helps because it's like you can actually like bang again without uh, being in severe pain. Yeah, you're not creaking like an old house. <laughs> oh god, my hip! <laughs> 
I mean, really, that yeah. ma- that might be it. Could be. Yeah. Lady Gaga sued by accomplice in dog theft for withholding $500,000 reward money after returning dogs. And again, th- this money is being withheld from the person yeah. who stole the dog. This is like, this is a while ago. This is like at least five years ago, I think. But five yeah, years? No, I don't know. It was Vortex. Someone vortex. was, Lady Gaga's dog walker, her personal dog walker, was walking her dog and was shot by someone uh, kidnapping the dog to hold it for ransom. Yeah. It's like horrifying shit. And then Lady Gaga was like, so she just wanted this to be over. She's rich. She's like, I'll give half a million dollars to anyone who can return my dog. So then the thief is like, oh, well, here's the dog. I'll be taking that half a million dollars now. And she's like, wait, aren't you the one that stole the dog? And they're like, yeah, but you got to give me the money, right? And uh, takes we're going to find out in a court of law whether the uh, no take backsies rule applies this is, in this case. Uh, especially <laughs> insane because a lot of the headlines surrounding this story position it as though she is withholding this money yeah, from a good Samaritan. She's withholding it from the thief. Who's, like, in, I, what, in what world should someone who holds someone for ransom get It will ransom? cause a copycat crime immediately. Yeah, this is going to incentivize crime. That's exactly the... the, the <laughs> it's like, oh, well, if you steal someone's dog and they offer a reward, like, you're going to get away with it because they're going to have to give you the money because you are the one that gave yeah. it back. Like, it's insane. <laughs> insane. Yeah, yeah, this will be a fun, fun. I, I, I don't think the courts are going to give the lady. Well, the I hope not. I mean, maybe in Florida, who knows? Well, but this is not Florida. This is California, baby. <laughs> Commie hell. Yeah, we are covered in snow and we are not handling it well. No, not at all. Hmm. Amazon has a donkey meat problem. Amazon's got a lot of problems. They do, but they're apparently selling donkey meat, and that's illegal here in California because. Uh, horse meat is legal, but mm-hmm. the law banning horse meat for consumption also includes donkeys. Uh-oh. Frankly, I'm on Amazon's side here. I've eaten horse, and it's pretty good. <laughs> I think California needs to chill out about this. Uh, admittedly, yeah, I was, uh, I think I had it in Europe somewhere. I had it in Iceland. Yeah. It was like, uh... This is years ago. I would never do it again. It was just like a... Uh, I would, I'd do it's it It's already there, and yeah. everyone's like, you, hey, you want to try something exotic? I wanted a taste. I mean, yeah. like, look, if you're going to eat cows... It, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Not too far to like, yeah, yeah. Like in an ideal world, no Again, animal would die. But. I, I I brought up yesterday, but like trying to do better on 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 pork. But that's the thing is like pigs are very intelligent. It is horrific that we uh, kill and eat them, uh, especially the way they're treated in factory farms. But like, yeah, it is strange. But uh, Amazon maybe be a little more forthcoming about the donkey meat. And also, it's not like they're selling. It's not like people are selling donkey meat. They're selling like. Uh, and this is kind of on you if you if you buy just like weird supplements on Amazon Marketplace. Mm-hmm. A lot of those supplements apparently have like donkey ingredients in them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, which is illegal in places like California where you, you can't even eat a horse without getting in trouble. <laughs> without Gavin Newsom breaking yeah. down your door. Gruesome Gavin. Uh, on a horse. <laughs> he backs it up and it kicks you right in the yeah. face. Look, they are pretty animals. Sorry, Gavin. We don't have, all have the money to eat at French Laundry. Some of us have to eat... <laughs> Horse meat, and we like it. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So stop your naysaying. What else are you gonna do with all the horses at Santa Anita that yeah. die literally every week? It seems like a waste to just throw them in the fucking landfill with all those Funko Pops. Yeah. Still meat on that bone. New York police say shoppers should take off face masks before entering stores. We're back. America's back. Yeah. It's so funny that it took this long. Yeah. Uh, and it's also, this is stupid, because we saw, even during COVID, that 
criminals are they always tap the so face mask off. stupid that like yeah so many people robbed uh, stores during COVID without wearing masks. It's like, or on their the, chin. It's like the the perfect excuse was right there. But um, yeah, now NYPD is like trying to paint anyone who goes shopping with a face mask on as a potential robber. So that's fucking great. Lovely. Very yeah. cool. Stores are banning it. Like it's wonderful. We're back, baby. Yeah, we're back. We learned nothing. Let's go. <laughs> and we're ready to learn nothing once again in the future because that's going to happen. Anyway, final headline, this is harassment. Alex Jones says the DOJ wants to seize his $2,000 cat. And he loves his cat. I might seem like a, a tough feller, but nothing gets me uh, feeling like a little kid, like petting on a purring feline. I, look. <laughs> and Alex I'm Jones... actually trying to take his cat, too. Okay. He's lying. He lies about fucking everything. I was going to say, yeah. But, like, is, he's a horrific person, a monster. Yeah. But it would suck to have your uh, pet taken away from you, regardless of uh, how they want to portray it. It's a fancy cat, $2,000 So what is that, like one of those like uh, Egyptian cats or the ones that look Uh, like tigers or something? It's called, uh, I don't fucking remember. It is like white and fluffy. It's got blue eyes. It is like Uh, the perfect. Ragdoll cat. Okay. Well, it's the perfect like example of who Alex Jones is as a person that like, where there is just countless animals waiting to be rescued before being put to death. Uh, to go out and buy, like, a special breed cat. Yeah. But um, I guess that's where his money went. He's laundered it through the cat. What do you expect me to have, a uh, normal yeah. cat? I think that this was just the DOJ, like, looking into his finances and seeing what he was spending money on. And he, of course, takes that, goes on his show, like, they're trying to kidnap my cat. And they're going to give it to the all the families of the people I defamed. <laughs> no, I don't think that's what's happening. It, it might be safer with the families, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But it, look, if that that poor cat needs to live regardless. So wherever it is, I hope it yeah. ends up safe. Well, it didn't choose this life. It did, yeah, it didn't choose the Alex Jones life. They had no choice. Conspiracy cat. Yeah. Animals in the culture war. They have no they choice. They had no choice. Anyway, <sighs> that's our show. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see, if you want to find out about a fun little disagreement between two major media companies <laughs> over who actually owns South Park. And uh, how that all works. And, and uh, also, which of the biggest AAA games are coming to the Olympics for eSports? God, so stupid. <laughs> Check out that episode. And also, uh, Elon Musk is trying his hand at uh, AI and chatbots. And, uh, well, he kind of told on himself today on Twitter. He's like, everyone that used to be into NFTs is now into AI. It's weird. Uh, oh, yeah, you think? <laughs> the responses to that were... No, totally different. A lot of mental gymnastics yeah. going on. But uh, check out both of those videos over there. Subscribe to the channel. Leave a like. Leave a comment. Uh, saw some crazy uh, uh, people leaving thanks. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a $50 tip. Oh. So we'll turn around the, uh, the the iPad here, just like we're at the coffee shop, and point to the 15% button. Yeah. Whatever that's check worth. Check it out. Check it out. And thank everyone that does it, too. Uh, anyways, <laughs> subscribe, leave a like. Here's the videos. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.